Hey you! Welcome to the Muzzles Mascara Motherhood Podcast. A podcast for the woman who recognizes that fitness is way more than a dress size or a number on the scale. Who refuses to diminish her uniqueness to fit in and who recognizes that motherhood is her superpower, not the death knell to her body or life goals. I'm your host, I'm Lola Bodeogudipwe, a fitness communicator, coach, wife and mom of two. On every episode of this podcast, you're going to be informed, inspired, and invigorated to take action as we talk about topics ranging from nutrition, mindset, exercise, motherhood, and the ever-changing definitions of beauty. If your goal is to be the healthiest, fittest version of you, who is confident and comfortable in her skin and empowered in all her roles, especially motherhood, you're in the perfect place. Let's do this. So today we are talking about five traits of unsuccessful dieters but before then before then i want to talk about something i saw on instagram that coincidentally ties in with this topic because i i read this thing and i was like i am not understanding i am not understanding at all so this lady yeah she wrote in into is one of these pages on instagram where people send um, their stories and ask for advice and all that right anyway so this person wrote in and said that her husband for the sake of his health, has to lose weight. So I guess the doctor or somebody has told him that he has to lose weight. And that he basically blames her. You guys, he basically blames her for his weight gain. <laughs> he says that she overfeeds him. That it is her fault. She gives him two big portions. A grown man. A, a, I'm shouting. Yes, I'm shouting. A, I, get, I was reading this thing. You should have been seeing my face. I was like, eh? Wait, I couldn't have read that properly. I couldn't have seen that properly. She was like that when he weighs and all that, when he gets on the scale and the weight goes down and his weight has gone down, he's not going to say, oh, thank you. He doesn't say thank you that, you know, you've been helping me manage my weight with food and all that. But when the scale goes up, he's on her case. She's like that. At times she'll serve him food and he'll be behaving like he's, she's starving him. So she will send, serve him you know, bigger portions that there are times she will come down in the morning to the kitchen and the kitchen has plates and she can see food has been eaten. And see, I have so much to say. I have so much to say because, (laughs) oh my goodness. Number one, I, it's just that I, I was like in the first place, why are you taking responsibility for somebody else's choices? Then number two, like you, are you kidding me? A grown ass man. I'm sorry. Don't pardon my French. A grown ass man is saying that somebody else is responsible for his weight gain. It's a different case if she's enabling him. I know if you watch 600 pounds and all that, 600, my 600 pound life, you know, those kind of things. We usually see that significant partners are enablers at times. But this woman right here. He's trying to help you serving you veggies, reducing your portions, blah, blah, blah. And you, a grown-ass man, you are blaming her for your weight gain. Are you joking? And to an extent, I blame her also. Because, <laughs> oh, as my people will say, there is plenty word in the book. I That means basically I have so much to say. You know, this thing just, just absolutely, there's nothing that... That, that, that grates at my skin, that makes my skin crawl, that makes me so impatient I want to lash out at people, like abdicating responsibility, like not taking ownership of your life, of your process, 
and blaming others. No, can you imagine basically gaslighting her into saying that your weight is her fault? She's the one opening your mouth to eat the food. She's the one coming down to the kitchen in the middle of the night to devour food like a thief. Like, I, I saw that thing and I was so mad. Like, at both of them. Both of them, actually. Anyway, let's get into our own topic of the day because if I should continue, I can rant and rake and rave to the end of the day. I, I mean, we look at it and we're like, at the end of the day, everybody's, um, what's it called? Everybody's process, your health, at the end of the day, is your responsibility. No matter how much anybody loves you, no matter how many, now see this woman, she's trying. They want big head. I'm, I'm being very polite with that description. You can imagine the words I want to use to describe him. Anyway, how are you doing? It's Thursday. The last Thursday in 2023. Yes, I always put these reminders because at times we don't, it doesn't occur to us. So yes, I will be saying on Monday that this is the last Monday in 2023. <laughs> right? So today we are talking about the five traits of people who are unsuccessful with dieting. And this man, number one, is a prime example. But let's even leave him because he he's he's a don't let me use the word that I want to use to describe him. But first, let's let's just talk about because on Monday I was speaking and I was saying that we have patterns. We all have patterns. We have behaviors that we exhibit when it comes to certain things. It's just that most of us are not aware of it. We have patterns with money. We have patterns with relationships. We have patterns with work. We have patterns when it comes to stress. We all have patterns. That's the way the human species has been able to survive for so long because our brains recognize a way to behave when certain things happen. So that is why at times some things trigger us that other people will be looking at. Is it just this little thing that made you act out like that? There's a pattern of behavior that has been imprinted into our brains that our instincts follow. Yeah. And so when it comes to dieting, there are patterns, general patterns, and then there are patterns that are um, peculiar to us. So this is a general pattern I'm going to talk about. But usually they are exhibited in the behaviors of people who struggle with losing weight. Unsuccessful dieters, yo-yo dieters. So as I'm speaking, and I have an episode on the 10, most, the 10 types of diet, dieters, the most common one. I categorize them into 10. So you can scroll down a bit and look at that episode and see the one you fit into, Yeah. But today I want to talk about the people who really struggle with dieting and the patterns that they might be exhibiting that they are not aware of, right? The way I'm going to start is a lack of goals, absence of goals. Somebody is saying, Dami, that's, that's contradictory because you're saying the person is a dieter. So that means the person has a goal to lose weight. And now you're saying that the reason they're not achieving is because they don't have a goal. Yes, ma. That is exactly what I'm saying. Most people have wishes. Again, I have another episode. It's as if I have an episode on everything. <laughs> I have another episode on goal setting. Scroll down, you'll see it. I might add it in the show notes, right? So that you can just go to the link from there. But anyway, lack of goal. Most people have wishes, not goals. A goal has to be specific, right? We all know the smart, um, whatever. It has to be measurable. It has to be time-bound. It has to be realistic. It has to be achievable. That is a goal. And what that means is that I am not just sitting here and saying I have a goal. I am going to lose 15 kg. Let's use Ifoma. <laughs> Let's use Ifoma again from Monday. I have a goal. 
You know, on Monday we spoke about being goal oriented and result oriented. Most people don't even have a goal. They just have wishes. Because if you have a goal, you will have a process to back it up. You will have specifics. Okay, you've been specific. 15 kg. 15 kg of what? That's the first thing I'll ask you. 15 kg of fat or 15 kg of weight generally. I don't care how it happens. I just want to see a 15 kg difference on the scale. Because sweetheart, you can lose 15 kg and part of it, a light part of it will be muzzle and water and some fat. And then you shut down your metabolism. So what exactly is your goal? Measurable, yes. That's the part people, that's the only part most people get because you've put a number to it. But is it achievable in the time that you have set? Is it achievable? Right? Is it realistic in the time that you have set? So, in most times, it's not even as if this goal is not realistic or it's not achievable. The time factor is usually the issue. So, the first characteristic of somebody who fails at achieving, and they continue to yoga diet, who fails at achieving their weight loss goals is that they don't have smart goals. They don't have goals. So, that is what you want to look at. Okay, this 15 kg I'm always saying. Am I really looking at it? How am I breaking it down? If we say, like we said for Ifoma, in the next five months, she wants to lose 15 kg. So on an average, she wants to lose 3 kg per month. Do you know what that means? That means that her heart is already settled. Because at times that 15 kg looks so big. But if you're like, okay, just 3 kg per month. Hmm. That's doable now. That's achievable now. But if you know anything about the body, you will know that 3 kg a month and this is where working with someone knowledgeable, working with a coach comes in. 3 kg a month might not be a totally realistic goal. So your coach might actually say that, let's aim for 2 kg a month. Do you, you understand that that has already shifted the timeline? But it doesn't mean that by the time that June comes, your body doesn't look totally different. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the first mistake is not setting a goal in the first place, just having wishes. The second mistake of yo-yo dieters and people who struggle with weight loss and keep going from program to program, from diet to diet, is exactly that. Always looking for the quickest results in the shortest amount of time. Always looking for the pyramid scheme of weight loss. Always looking for the MLM, multi-level marketing scheme of weight loss. Basically, that means always looking for the shortest squats. And I'm like, that weight didn't pile up in a day. It didn't pile up in a month. It didn't pile up in two months for most people. So why do you think that you are actually going to be able to find a method that is just going to cut across all the processes and you're going to achieve that goal and keep it? No. Because what most people call results are not what I call results. My definition of results is not the scale going down. It's not you losing the dress size. My definition is maintenance. In a way that is enjoyable and sustainable for your lifestyle. And yo-yo dieters completely fail at that. So that is the second. If you find yourself always, what is, oh, there's this diet. There's this um, program. There's this, uh, this is where God is now. (laughs) 
that is such a Yoruba phrase. It means uh, they will say Ibelolo Onwansi. Basically, that is where God mean is now, meaning that this is where the solution is, right? So imagine you are talking to somebody and they're like, ah, no, that is so old school. This is what is happening now. So basically, that is where God is in quotes. Anyway, basically, that that was just a bit off track, but whatever. This is the hottest thing right now. Oh, something detox. Oh, military diet. Egg diet. Just protein. Um, cut out all carbs. Um, don't eat for how many? Oh my gosh. Uh, five day fast. Jeez. If you haven't listened, by the way, if you haven't watched my masterclass on intermittent fasting, you want to do that. I'll probably add the um, details in the show notes, whatever. Two hours, Instagram live. It was awesome. Anyway, but looking for the quickest 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 way to lose the weight yo-yo dieters that is usually one of the root causes of their issues so that is the pattern you want to look out for am i always going in fact when people come to me to sign up for programs or for coaching the first thing i ask them is what programs have you in fact some people come to me while they are on another program do you understand and most times i'm already like I know that there are crappy programs out there and there are coaches who are frankly charlatans, but you yourself, you have to stay and examine yourself. Are you actually giving one thing enough time before jumping to another thing? Always looking for the miracle. Meanwhile, the answer is in the process. So that's one thing you want to think about. Am I always jumping from thing to thing, looking for the easiest way to achieve this goal? Because trust me, easy come, easy go. When it comes to weight loss, easy come, easy go. And not only does the weight comes back, come back, it comes back with a vengeance. Because the body you had before you went on that yo-yo diet is not the same that you have after. Mm-mm, you are worse off. So imagine how many cycles of yo-yo dieting you have gone on. In fact, I can bet you anything that some people listening now have already been on three diets this year, this 2024 we are in. So think about that. Look at that pattern. The third characteristic of somebody who's an unsuccessful diet, I'm sure now you understand what my meaning of success is. It's not that the scale came down. It's about how we maintain the weight and how easy it was to maintain it. The third one is there's no plan. There's an absolute lack of planning. Right? It's just... Come see, come sa. Whatever happens, I eat what I see. I eat, even if they are following a regimented diet that says don't eat this, eat this, eat that, eat that. There's usually no plan. The diet makes it look like there's a semblance of a plan, but there's usually no inter- integrated strategy, both for weight loss and for maintenance out outside of it. Because most diets keep you in a cocoon, in a bubble. It's not the real world. Keto is not the real world. I am waiting for somebody. And correct me if I'm wrong. I really love somebody who has sustained keto for five years. There are very, very few people who are able, except there's a medical reason for it, except it's really a medical intervention. And this is not just about keto. That's just an example. There are very few people who have done these things for long and thrived on them. Be, when they are doing it solely for the purpose of weight loss, not for example, for some people who are vegetarian because they don't want to kill animals and all that. That is more of a moral and ethical belief that is more driving than anything. I'm talking about strictly for weight loss. So there is no plan, right? There is no real plan behind that. What they have is usual in initial motivation and ginger to start. 
and then it fizzles out and things go back to status quo then they look for the next best thing again where god is <laughs> right and so no plan to do that the first thing is no objective way of assessing progress i did a podcast last week on the metrics i prefer you to look at three metrics to look at to assess progress outside of the scale that is why i put that word there objective the scale is not an objective measurement of progress except you are conversant with how to use it properly so there's no objective most people who yo-yo diet there's no objective scale. you said ah but that me i got on the scale and i lost five kg in one week you lost water no way on this earth you lost five kg of fat 2kg safe it will be very very um suspect yes so no objective they don't focus on objective measures you know when we're talking about um the, the body measurements we're talking about the mirror we're talking about pictures we're talking about this we're talking about that why can i confidently say that because unsuccessful dieters are very short-term dieters usually so because they are short-term dieters most of the time their focus is on the skill so they do something for one week two weeks three weeks the scale is not shifting as fast as the one they do that and they just dump it meanwhile other metrics might be shifting biofeedback for example right so you want more on that please go um, listen to that episode and then the last one is a lack of accountability an absence of accountability my people will say one person cannot be we have come see the way i'm always quoting your proverbs people think that my your rise oh my gosh it's a lie it's a lie if you ask me to speak more than three sentences i start to stammer <laughs> But I know all the, um, what's it called? The proverbs and things like that. And I can, I can, I can insult very well. <laughs> Don't mind me. But anyway, lack of accountability. One person cannot say we have come, which means that usually for success, there are people backing you. There are people behind you. And accountability is such a powerful tool to utilize when it comes to weight loss and fitness because life happens you you'll see that almost on every episode i keep talking about life happening because it's the truth most of the time we tend to go into this utopia for weight loss we tend to try to take weight loss and fitness outside of the scope of our regular lives and that doesn't work do you take your finances parenting marriage spiritual life outside of the scope of your regular life no you integrate it. You make it work there. And most people make this mistake. A lack of integration. And when they, and when it happens that because we didn't integrate that weight loss and fitness, especially it happens when people go on programs. They just do it. They don't think of how to incorporate it into their main lifestyle, yes? And so when there's this, excuse me, lack of integration, our attention goes on other things that are equally as important but when you have somebody holding you accountable in whatever way you choose a program a coach um something that you have put in if you had some people are so well disciplined that they'll be like i'm going to owe myself money or i have to do this or do that if i don't do this but that is very very self-regulating accountability very few people can do it 
right? Even I fail at it at times, even though I'm very good at it, actually. I'm very self-motivated. But there are times I fail at it. So external motivation, I mean, external accountability is the tool that, ha, if you found yourself struggling, please utilize. Utilize on this journey, right? And so I wanted to put this out there as we're rounding up the month because I don't want you to repeat the same thing. I don't want the same patterns to repeat themselves. I want us to actually make progress from month to month to month because this lifestyle truly is a beautiful one. And most importantly for me, it serves as a growth tool in other areas of life. It's the weekend. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Your reminder to take some time to take care of yourself, to center yourself, to focus on you for a bit, to do something you enjoy, even if it is just Netflixing and chilling with sense with the snacks, please. And all right, just take some time to touch base with yourself this weekend. I'll speak to you on Monday. You enjoyed this episode? Hit the share button, share to your Instagram stories, just take a screenshot, post your Instagram stories, link the episode, share with somebody you know this will benefit. Send me feedback on Instagram. I love to hear from you and I will speak to you on Monday.